0: Welcome to the View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host Ruck Daddy, and I'm here with Papa Swapa and Morgie. And this is our second episode of the season number two. Uh, we have a live slate of uh, topics to talk about today. A lot of them. Um, we are going to be talking about some local sports, including M's Husky Seahawks. We got some concerts that we went to recently. Uh, we had a we had a birthday for a very important. Friend of ours also happens to be a sponsor, and uh, we're number gonna, one sponsor. Number one sponsor. Um, we also have musical genre to go over. We have beer of the week, and we're going to be talking about our top three bars that we enjoy visiting. Um, Swap, you want to talk to me about uh, M's Huskies Seahawks recap? We just get going the on M's, there? please. Oh, we just want self loathing is that what we're going for? Is that why M's Well, first?
1: last so this time last week for episode 1 of season 2, yep. we were coming off a high. We'd been to a walk-off win. Mm. And then the M's got eliminated slash GM put his foot in his mouth.
2: Hey, guess what? I can't I'm a 54%er now. <laughs> 54%. What the hell? And he apologized, aiming right for mediocrity. He did. Uh, Didn't he come back and say... I, that, he,
1: well, s- he said he was trying to be funny. No. I think <laughs> that's what he said, though, was like it was a poor attempt at humor. Well, and it was a poor attempt at speaking. I don't know There it was a poor attempt at humor. But on the, on the bright side, we have the Huskies right now who are rolling top 10. And next weekend... It's it's the biggest sporting event of the year, every year, Mr. Morgenthaler,
2: and this year it's going to be the biggest one ever. It's never biggest. been in the history of the rivalry. Well, that was a little off.
0: Would you like to try that again? <laughs> um,
2: I just got my braces tightened today. Oh. So li- like, it's... Awful. Feeling like uh-huh. a,
0: a real middle schooler today. So
2: um, o- Oregon versus UW, first time ever. Both teams are ranked in the top 10 when they play. Game day, I think, is going to be here. I don't know if that's official, but
0: no. uh,
1: But the word on the street, uh, according to the view from the Rock sources. Where
0: else would they go? If they don't go here, then, like, dude, they're they
1: already been backwater. to Colorado. Do, yeah. They're both top 10. It's probably it's be two amazing. of the top three Heisman candidates. Yeah.
0: The only reason they wouldn't go is they just don't like having to go to Pac-12 schools. And Bo Nix is
2: 27. Wait, uh, he's been to uh, Auburn for four years. Do
1: you remember? I don't. I didn't realize that he's no. that old. No, there was like it's a joke. I, oh. there was like he's seven like 23. years ago.
0: Oh,
2: like but still no
0: still. seriously, 23. like
1: seven years ago the Huskies played Auburn to start the year. Yeah. And, and Bo Nix was the quarterback for Auburn. Yes, I think it was seven years ago.
0: That's why I recognize his name. Okay,
2: fair. Yeah. No, it's going to so be so. It's going to be amazing. The Oregon boys are coming up. We yeah. might even do a live or just a podcast with the Oregon boys.
0: We'll ah. see if we can handle that. You know, it may not make the airwaves. Yeah, but, uh, but it we're might make the something. way
2: where people that we like. If you're a very good listener. You might be able to hear it.
0: You know, if we ever had like some sort of Patreon, that's where that would go. But that would be a really complicated thing to do. Is that complicated? I mean, I'm the one who would have to do that. So I'm oh. just saying I'm not sure if I want so, to do that. Um, so <laughs> how do you spell
1: that Patreon? Uh, just like it sounds.
0: Do you want to take a guess? Is this Morgy Spells Words Hour?
1: No. Okay. I do know how to spell it because of White Buffalo Patreon.
0: There's a White Buffalo Patreon?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he was in Vancouver last
0: night. I did not go, but we were supposed to. We were. Were you monitoring the intraweb?s Like, uh, Twitter now now known as X. Well, the White
1: Buffalo does have a mediocre Twitter presence. Okay. Um. But speaking of Vancouver, Mister Morgenthaler went to Vancouver Tuesday Tuesday night. night. Yes. How did that go?
2: I was amazing. Queens of the Stone Age. Um. It was myself, Kirk, Josh, and our local sign dog, Brad. It was amazing because I had never seen them, um, loved them. Probably 9,000, to 9,000, great show. They played all their old stuff, and Josh Holm is... is He's a legend. Like he, he is right now. Like I was talking to Brad, he's amazing. His guitar playing, and then just him being around, like screaming trees and loving Lanigan, like being friends with Lanigan. Uh huh. And Grohl.
0: Is he also from Ellensburg?
2: No, he's not from here. I think he's from L.A. Maybe I don't know, but he. It was. It was good.
1: So I I saw Sign Dog this afternoon, and he said that you guys were headed to the concert, and there were, like, people in bear
2: suits. So there's another arena right next door, and there was a gothic, all-women Asian band. That sounds amazing. (laughs) So were these, like, panda bears then? I think so. Wow. It was weird. And we're like, well, that's not our show. So and we just kept walking to the next arena.
0: If you were an immature middle schooler without a filter, you might start screaming "furries" or something like that. No, oh. well, no. I'm not saying you did. No, but.
2: I don't. Uh, yeah, it was weird, but there was a big following. Just a typical night in Vancouver. Yeah, we were close to the Peony. Yeah. So that used to be was that like a it's
0: the fairgrounds
2: right? Yeah, something. fun park. Was so, that related to the World Fair? expo
0: eighty six yes oh yeah yeah, so that must not be near downtown Vancouver like Grand no. Door or anything no. yeah and i had that's the first time i've
2: been to Canada in twenty two years
1: how did you get across twenty two what how did you get across the border do you have i have a passport oh <laughs> wow yeah because you uh you don't have an enhanced driver's license, No, right? I have a passport.
2: Okay. Brad has an enhanced driver's license.
0: Sopper, do you have a enhanced?
2: I have both an enhanced hmm. and it, a passport. Uh, Josh has a Nexus Pass. Ooh. Of course he does because so of hockey. So he, he uh, almost just got out of the car and <laughs> walked over and then met us after we waited. Where did you cross at? Uh, the Peace Arch. Blaine. Yeah. How was the
1: wait at the border?
0: It was Four minutes. Oh, that's not bad at no, all. No, it was it was perfect. Yeah. Now you got you got something else coming up, don't you? You got like two. Well, first off, up? yeah, Tool in two weeks, same Vancouver, mm-hmm. Rogers
2: Arena. That's where the Canucks play. Okay. Um, we're gonna drive home. But uh, drive home from Tool? Yeah, that night. So it's gonna be a, It's gonna be a long night. A business trip is yeah. what it sounds like. Yes. Okay. Uh Doc's party. That was amazing. Gosh, Rock, you missed it. Dude, I got
0: home
1: like... I know.
2: After 10.30. Well, you could have still showed up, and it would have been
1: epic. Sign Dog hit the 50 mark, um, and in typical Signed Dog style, went big. Uh, we had 80s cover band
2: Night Wave, which is amazing. And, and Brad and Heather, before the show... Went through their playlist and picked. And they nailed every
1: song. It was so good. They were so good. It's the second time I've seen Nightwave,
2: and uh, they're amazing. My wife, because, you know, uh, Brad and Heather's wedding was the same day as my sister, Holly and Megan. Shout out to them. Mm hmm. Um, loyal listeners. It was the same day as their wedding. That's right. And they were in Hood River. Yes. So we missed out on the wedding, but uh, it was so fun. I mean, the costumes were amazing. Probably the best costume was Mr. Morgenthaler, who
1: was dressed as uh, the lead singer for Judas Priest.
2: Who... I heard from multiple people that
1: he
0: was kind of the star of the show. Thank also, you. Also... I, I,
2: you know, I, I, I told my wife, I thought, if there was a costume contest, I think I would be in the top three. Um,
1: I think Better. I well, think you were the best one. There was a great e- costume. Evil so. Knievel? Yeah, there was a guy there dressed as Evil Knievel. I forgot about that. Uh, but you had guyliner on.
2: I did. Yeah, oh your eyes God. were it was off. The next day at AAU tryouts? Yeah, your eyes were still popping. Yes. Yeah. the 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 women were looking at me like, I'm like, yes. I go, how do you get this crap off? Is it mascara? No. Well, it was... Is that what that is? So mascara does mascara what goes on your eyelashes?
0: Eyeliner? Eyeliner? What is mascara? Well, there's eyeliner, which is what goes between the eyelashes and the like lid. I had the, the stuff underneath. So what's mascara? I think mascara is what you put on the actual eyelashes, right? So I, I never I have did no that. Idea.
2: Isn't there like a little thing that you press? Yeah, there's like a little eyelid machine.
0: That puts stuff on, yeah. Man, anyway, yeah. You know, our I female was just, listening I was audience. In full
2: costume. It was um It was awesome. Full leather. Do you and, have
0: pictures like up close? Oh
2: yeah. Okay.
1: And we walked across the street at one point to the Anchor Inn. And Saturday night at the Anchor is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty live
2: scene.
0: Are they not hell bent for leather though? They were not hell bent oh, for leather. Okay. And when I walked, <laughs> I was like,
2: oh, it was. So like, I just said, I'm going. Yeah. And I went in and it was like the mic dropped. Yes. And they're like, did what you have are you platform doing? shoes on? No, I had uh, my Harley boots. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and everyone's looking at me and I'm like, hey, we're at an 80s party. Just coming in to get a
0: shot. Was at least Jeff the owner there? Yes, he okay. was.
2: And he looked at me like,
0: what are you doing? Oh, oh my.
2: He goes, <laughs> what's going on? He, look, he looked at you like, I'm worried that we're going to have an incident here. And we went in. Um, well, maybe- we had a good friend, uh, rest in peace, Alex Koble. Yeah, passed away. Um, so we had a shot in there, and Jeff's like, "Good thing that you're leaving in five minutes." Yeah, because people are like, "Well, what? I, what's going on?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a costume party across the street," and then we walked out. Wow.
1: Yeah, and I wasn't Mr. Morgenthaler, but I had a pair of sunglasses on with one lens out and a shirt that said, Frankie says relax. And then on the back,
2: <laughs> what did it say? I don't, don't know. Don't do it. Don't do it. Relax, don't do it. Yeah. Because that's the song. That is the song. Frankie
0: goes to Hollywood, right? Yeah. yeah. I knew that one. Just would like some credit for that since it's way before my time. Nice work, Rock. Yeah, thank you.
2: Um, Let's see what else we got.
0: Well, we need to make a... I don't know if I'd say an apology. We just need to clarify something. You know, we had a great friend of the podcast, Tara Starkovich. Um, who was also at Brad's
1: 50th. Yeah. And, and she let us have it. She let us have it.
0: Really? Well, I'm glad I yeah. wasn't there then. But, um, you know, probably the negative comments mostly came from me. So <laughs> that's my fault. But Well, hey, we, I did
2: give her a zero.
0: Well, yeah, zero. Zero ones, It was a zero. Well, they say... That they had it on tap. They didn't try it out of the can. And so it's very possible we had a bad batch. Um I mean, it's also possible that wheat beer sucks. I mean, that is another possibility.
1: I just think that the can led you to believe that it was gonna have some fruity
2: tones. I'm yes. sorry, but that was awful.
0: But it We're might not to be, be their fault. <laughs> I know, I know, I
2: know. We are, yes. But well, hey, when they say that they had a beer that was on tap so i want to get there's two beers left of that we're going to give it to them and have them drink them
0: yeah because you know what we love getting beer given to us to try on the podcast we don't want to discourage you we're not trying to call anyone out so want to give you a fair shake so if you have something you want us to try let us know and uh make sure it's good first oh yeah yeah um what, what else we got here? Well, we got some more shout outs. outs. We yeah. got a
2: couple new listeners. Uh, we have someone that works with us Eric Mithen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Eric for listening yeah. and loving it. Big fan of the podcast. Yep. You
0: know, we appreciate your words of encouragement. You know, it's one of my love languages.
2: And yeah. Stu Janky's back. He was like, Where's the podcast been? I'm like, Well, we have season two, episode one. He's like, Really? Okay. I'm going to listen to it tonight. So. And Ruck- then he asked if Ruck went to uh, Australia. Yeah, it's a big no. And and he knew. Yeah. He goes, if you haven't bought tickets yet and it's June, then you're not going. In three weeks. It's valid. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rock, can you remind
1: us
0: where our listeners can find our podcast? Our listeners can find our podcast on uh, YouTube. Uh, They can also find it on Apple Music, Spotify, and... I believe there's another one in there, like Deezer, maybe. Um, there's a lot of different podcasting spots out there to find them, but I feel like that really hits them all. Um, don't need to pay anything for any of those, so get one of those apps and you'll you'll have us forever. So, and,
2: we'll, oh, you know, one more thing. We yeah. have a lot of birthdays. We have next a eight lot days. of birthdays really? coming up in the next eight so days. So my cousin Andy turns 46 tomorrow. Wow. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law,
1: Sean Flynn, who may or may not listen to the podcast, turns something tomorrow. You don't know. I have no idea how old he is.
0: Okay. Wow. I think he's well, somebody let's take a guess.
1: 45. Well, how old is your wife? I cannot say that on the air, but Good she was choice. she was born in
0: 1980. Okay. Um <laughs> Oh my. So fortunately, lovely. most of oh our God. listeners
2: cannot probably do that math.
1: You know,
0: it's around around so the right. So I think
2: page. Sean is 44.
1: I bet he is. So his birthday so he is he has such
0: a baby face, it's hard to tell with Well, him. and he's thin. Yeah. And healthy. He's gonna age really well. Yeah.
1: So his birthday is the same day as your cousin Andy's. Tomorrow. Andy Andy had a great costume for oh, Side Dog's oh party. Oh my
2: god, it was so good. It was Bruh, like a you're I love almost it. didn't
1: recognize him. It was like a velvet
2: sweatsuit. You saw it?
0: Yeah, and he had like a bucket hat. Bucket hat and yeah. then
1: Ugh.
2: a fake abs Ugh. shirt. Like there were people literally like just trying to grab his abs. Oh, I would have yes. grabbed
0: him so much. <laughs>
2: oh. And Nick uh Nick Fantini turns forty on Monday. Wow. Over the hill. And he's they're in Vegas right now. Neil and Todd and Rod.
0: Neil, Todd and Rod? Oh yeah. Oh, and golly.
2: they're all in a golf tournament. What could go wrong? Everything. Tato. Mm. So then, I can't uh, wait to see. Uh, oh, my God. I've got a birthday right around the corner, Mr. Yeah. Morgenthal. Monday. Monday. Uh, Wait, the next f- 16th? Next Sunday, the 15th. So, next Saturday is going to be just an amazing place. Like.
0: So, we're going to start on maybe Friday recording a podcast, going to football Saturday, wake up Sunday, and it swap's birthday. Yep. And we got district tennis next weekend
2: at Seahome. No. Uh, yeah, let's see if I can. St- Stepping a pile of dog crap again. Ugh. This is like I a would, You know i do? You know what I would do? I might even give you some of Maddie's dog poo. You bring it up and put it down, and have some Sea Home parents step in it. I so this might be
1: something that <laughs> that's amazing. <that's> well... <laughs> what I want
2: Sea Home can suck it, Hayes.
1: And we're going tomorrow too to watch Sea Home and football. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. You guys are going? Yeah, what time is going. that One, One o'clock. o'clock. Okay. It's
1: supposed to be like 72 degrees tomorrow.
0: You know, I'm disappointed you guys are choosing that over the cross-country meet down at Lakewood. But I went there last fine. year. Hole yeah. in the wall? <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Hole in the wall. That's right. Yeah.
2: Sat on a grassy knoll.
0: You had the time of your life.
2: I. It was fun. I had a great time. So...
0: We have food truck vendors and they sell t shirts. What's not to like? Middle school kids go and run. Well, that's the day before. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. I don't need to see more middle schoolers. Hey, guess what? We have 30 days before Kiss.
1: Kiss, I have, you know, we looked up a set list today for what Kiss has been doing on their end of the road tour.
0: And I got goosebumps. So, I mean, Jason can pretty much wore what he wore to Brad's, uh, 50th birthday by the way Sign Dog, Official sponsor of the podcast I'm looking at the View from the Rock uh, Canvas Which you can find At our Instagram handle The View from the Rock Podcast and um, Comment Yeah comment We, like, we, we will share. take everything Yes um, Ask questions if you want to Yeah We'll, we'll respond it, I believe it's managed by A uh, family member Right Yes yeah. Reese I'll uh, be darned And uh, Yeah uh, So Shout out to Sign Dog. Um Uh my question was, since Jason has his getup already from being a member of whatever he was. What was he at the party? He was uh, the singer for Judas Priest. Thank you. Um, he could wear that to the Kiss show. I might, and, and blend right in. So, but I
2: don't want to feel like I'm the outcast with all four of us when they don't do well, that. No, I think that the rest but of the to elevate the game. I think we game. should have people do our makeup. I'd, I'd do that. Makeup like wearing the normal eye, clothes, just the eye, the eye uh, stars. Oh yeah, right.
0: Okay. So I, one, they of might Brad's, have one of Brad,
2: one of Heather's good friends that he had. They had. Uh, it was a husband and wife. They had the star uh, makeup, but he also had a kiss, husky. Like yeah, sweat. Not a. It was like a. What is that? A um, Malmute? No, it was. I mean, the jacket was like a starter jacket. No, but it was. It was like a jean jacket. It was a, a jean, jean jacket. jacket, like denim, like a yeah, husky denim. jean jacket, denim, and it said and huskies then, on the back, and then a the kiss star Over on the eye. face. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, we've been to every the last eight games, and we wear this makeup, and UW wins. Well,
0: keep keep wearing it. Yeah, keep it's rolling. Great, especially next Saturday. Big time. Well, um, you know, we are going to take a break right now before we get into our musical genre, um, and we'll catch you at the other side of the break. Welcome back to the View from the Rock podcast. We are here for our musical genre. Our musical genre this week is top live songs that we've heard. Now, we may have some songs that are uh, maybe more of our favorites than we list here. Uh, Maybe not, but these are songs we've heard live at concerts. And more than likely, these songs were just as good. They lived up to what their recording was, or it could be that they were even better. Like, I'm sure at some point, we'll have to hear about how Jason cried listening to Black from Pearl Jam and how it's different every single time, but I'll let him tell us about that. Well, hey, um, I'm sorry, but I've only heard <laughs> Black live one time. Really? <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, my God. And so that's why it's on here. And okay. yes, I did cry.
1: What, and we talked about that song today.
2: <laughs> yes. In Arizona. So it'll be on my list. Yeah. Thanks, Rock.
0: Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to shoot your shot too early. Um... Who wants to start off with one of their songs? Swapper?
2: Yeah,
1: I'll go first. And this came up on an earlier podcast. And uh, so I went and saw Don Henley in like 1990 or 91. No way. Yeah. And, you know, he had just done, uh, I think his album was The End of Innocence. And it was some good songs. I mean, it was a good solo album. Um, And, you know, at this point in time, the Eagles were done. They were never getting back together. Hotel California. If you're a kid my age, is the greatest song ever growing up. And you're never going to hear that because the Eagles are done. And we're at the gorge, and it's summer, so the sun goes down late, and it's like 9, 9.30, and you've been in the gorge and the sun going down. Oh, yeah. And it's I amazing. Mean, it's, it's amazing. And they come out
2: for their encore, and Don Henley's sitting at the drums. Ooh. No. Yes. <laughs> So we talked about this, though, that it was top three venues in the United States, correct? Didn't we? Yeah. The, yeah, One of the no, last I believe podcast, so. Yeah. podcasts about yeah. Yeah. the Gorge. Yeah. Okay.
1: So he's sitting at the drums, and, and then the, the guitar part starts, and it's like we're looking at each other like, this is a song like we never, ever, ever thought we would hear live, and it is
2: the greatest song in the world. Wow. And boom.
0: You gave me chills. Oh.
2: Wow, <laughs> you can check out but you can never leave. Oh my god. <laughs> and you
1: know, but then they got back together. I actually saw them in Boise about 4 years later and the Hellf- Really? Yeah, and the hell freeze so is over to oh, yeah, yeah. So they and they opened with that. And I saw the Gypsy Kings play their little Spanish version of it uh, at the at the winery down in Woodenville. But that was That was just, you know, when when we talk about this, songs you hear live,
0: just those magical moments. Yeah. That was was an absolute magical moment. Hey, you know, you you had one by Don. Mine's kind of by Don. I'll throw one in there right now. Um, Don McLean's American Pie was redone as sort of like, you know, a spoof song by Weird Al Yankovic. And I remember...
2: Is it Yankovic or Vich? Well, I f-
1: I think he pronounces it Vic, but being from Anacortis, I believe that it's Vich.
0: <laughs> that, That's good. There's
1: no H on his name, though. No, but that C at the end of a Croatian name should end with an itch. Mm. Correct.
0: I'm just checking. I mean, it. I've seen it. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know what the right answer is. Um, what I do know is when we were there at the Monroe Fair, we it was a great day. We watched the. Uh, Demolition Derby, where cars are just running into each other. In Monroe? Monroe. We had an elephant ear. It was the time to be alive as a 14-year-old. What a great day. And we finished it with Weird Al Yankovic. And he had just recently kind of shot back up to the top of the charts with A Long, Long Time Ago. So was this 1998? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe Whoa. I would have been ten if that was the case. Did he play okay, like a so? It was two thousand two. I mean, I can look up when that song came out. Did he play Amish Paradise? Because I really thought <sighs> I don't remember what his set list was. Um, I feel like he, he played the. I'm fat. I'm fat. Yeah. He played I'm fat. I remember that. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's relatable. Dude, he was right? so good. He was good. Dude, he <laughs> was so good. He's very
2: clever. Dude, he, oh, he was amazing when we were young. I believe that he On was. On MTV. His, I
1: believe oh. he was his class valedictorian.
0: So, uh, a long, long time ago, In a Galaxy <laughs> Far Away was released in 1999. So, it was probably when I was 11 or 12, which that, that makes sense. Um. Yeah. I mean, have you guys seen UHF? That was one of his original movies. No, you've not seen UHF. I've, I have seen UHF. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's actually worth watching. Yeah, probably. It's
0: weird, but it's funny. Hey, let this let this be known. Uh, we found a movie <laughs> I've seen that's worth watching that Jason hasn't seen. Yes, it's not bad. Okay. Do you guys do you know what UHF is? It's the frequency that yes, they broadcast the radio. It for radio, right?
1: Well, I believe that it used to be on like TVs that had an antenna, there was like the dial of channels that you got, and then below that, there was a dial with like a gazillion channels, and that was your UHF dial.
0: So I'm assuming UHF stands for like ultra high frequency? I believe so. Okay. I have a
2: different term for that, um, but can't tell you that right now. What, what, what UHF stands for? Correct. Is that for the secret podcast? Yes. Uh, Oh, hey, speaking of, real quick. Okay. Update secret podcast. Wow.
0: Uh, Um, All right. We are going... uh, Just for our listeners, let's just all be aware that this is also an update for me, because I have no idea what he's going to say.
2: It's going to be the first week of winter break.
1: Oh, that's perfect.
2: Yes, because everyone's asking, and we had a long summer. Ruck never made it to Australia. And wanted you, to. You
0: chose a time where I couldn't back out and say I was busy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll and go to so, Australia in December. <laughs>
2: so. And so uh, we, uh, we're going to be live at the Anchor? December 20-something. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the first week that we have break as it, teachers. Perfect. So other people that might not be able to make it will give you at least six weeks notice. So we won't do it at
1: two in the afternoon on a Monday.
2: Uh, that's a good possibility.
0: Um, (laughs) to clarify, have you actually even asked the host? I have. Okay. That's good.
1: He's a friend of the podcast. Yes. So Mr. Morgenthaler, we've talked about, um, Don Henley. We've talked
2: about weird Al. What do you got? Well, so Ruck made fun of me already. Um, Everything, I mean, Pearl Jam is just, you know, it's my jam. But, Ooh. oh, Black, first time I ever saw him was in Arizona two years ago. It was amazing. And then Immortality is another one. But uh, going back, we were talking, Pat and I, about what was our first year of going to a concert. Mine was 1994. I was 19. Um, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, wow. In the gorge. Really? So he, like plush. Was amazing. And that amazing. was right when they were oh. at their apex. Oh yeah. It was ama- yeah. it was amazing. And then Metallica 1994 or 5 in Seattle. And we were at the same concert but not together. And did not know we were there together. Yes.
1: And that was maybe the hottest concert I've ever been to. Yes.
2: And uh, one from Metallica, like when they, when it just, you start hearing, you know, the war in oh, the yeah. beginning oh, and you're just like, yeah. oh my, and then like the whole place just erupts.
1: And that's a great venue. And, and that was uh like you said, about 1995 was the middle of summer, and it was super oh, yeah. hot that day.
2: And Allison Chains was supposed to come. Yeah, and Staley was not up to it. And then we had um, Candlebox and suicidal, suicidal tendencies. Yeah, and Candlebox was big at the time. But I've seen him. I saw him already four times. So I'm like, dude, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of Left Behind. Yeah. Had you seen them four times already? Yes. Yeah. So I
1: had never seen them. Suicidal Tendencies was good, but Metallica that day was
2: amazing. Oh, but hearing one—that was a great concert. And then one more. I'm so jealous, by the way,
0: Metallica. Mm.
2: I will pass the mic here soon, but one more or two more. Soundgarden, uh, 1994, outshined. Just amazing.
0: Well, I mean, anything like that where the singer's gone, like you're not—that's it. Not going to hear it again.
1: So can I jump in here because Soundgarden is one of mine. So again, on a previous podcast, 92 Kitsap County Fairgrounds, Lollapalooza, Mm -hmm. Soundgarden. And I had been listening for six months every day to Bad Motor Finger. And my favorite song off that album is Slaves and Bulldozers. Oh, yeah. And when they came out, and I, I just could not believe that I was seeing them in person and it it was like rainy that morning and as they as their uh performance went on and the steam from the mosh pit it was just surreal like there was this hazy steam over the crowd yeah and that place is dirty oh it was muddy and dirty and wet and there's this like fog over the mosh pit and they're playing slaves and bulldozers, and I could not believe I was actually there live listening to it. And I also feared for my safety because there were just bodies flying around everywhere.
0: It, does Lollapalooza still exist?
2: It does, I think. Really? In the Midwest? No
0: oh, so it wasn't just a regional?
2: No, I don't think. But it was. I think it was back in the day. But just to. Get you on that, like one more for me. Yeah. Was when um, Temple the dog came back. Oh. Mm,
0: super bend. Oh.
2: And I'm sitting in my kitchen and I'm like telling my mom to get on. We have like six devices that were trying to get tickets for them in Seattle. Boom, sold out. Four minutes. We did not get in, like, we didn't press the button at the right time. You know, right when Ticketmaster or whoever. And then all of a sudden, um, my mom's like, well, you have, like, amazing seats in San Francisco. And I look at my wife, I'm like, okay, let's go. And I went.
0: It's funny to think about how that was the process back then. And then we think about now with the Taylor Swift concert where... You just put your name in the hat in the lottery. Hopefully, you get chosen, and then you know, pay a thousand dollars. So whatever. I was thinking
1: about this today because you know, thinking back as we're looking for this topic, and when I was going to Green River Community College, uh, along these same lines, I had G- f- Gators, right? Yeah, I had a friend who was a girl, not a girlfriend, but a friend who was a girl, and she worked at Ticketmaster, and that was the process back in the day. Was you walked up concert. Concert tickets would go on sale, and you would either call in and maybe get a busy signal, or you would walk up to the Ticketmaster office. At Fred Meyer. Yes, and she worked there. Really? Yes, Fred wow. Meyer. So she would just say, hey, I can get us tickets. Just so, so she'd be first. Yes,
2: I had first row for Tom Petty. So I had Pearl Jam in Portland at the uh, Schnitz Schnitz? Yeah. Schnitz Theater. 2,000 people. There's a person that is one in front of me in the line. And this is 2004. And she's going to a a country concert at the Gorge. That's going to happen like way later. And I said, hey, can I just bump ahead of you? Yeah. Because that's that spot... Is like two rows. The Schnitz holds two thousand people. Yeah, so I got twelfth row instead of like fourth row because she wouldn't bump back a spot. Yeah, because you waited in line. That
1: you know, and that was it's just completely different back in the day. So this this Kristen was her name. She would get us tickets. I and first row to Tom Petty, second oh. second row to Steve Miller Band, at the Gorge, Ooh,
2: at the uh, Coliseum. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. The Coliseum?
2: So mm-hmm. it's the old uh climate pledge.
0: Seattle Coliseum.
1: W- uh between then and now it has been Key Arena. Oh yeah. And so that now was, it's climate pledge.
0: But that was where the Seattle Supersonics won their title was Correct. the Coliseum. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I okay, got one Rock, more. Oh, you got one I more. I got one more. Okay. Okay. And this this one obscure but a little bit. Before you go, I would just like to recognize I really appreciate your description of the last one. And I kinda glossed over it because yeah, I was curious about Lollapalooza but the haze over the top of the mosh pit like I can relate to that just that feeling you know when you're in the mosh pit it's outdoors yeah, and it's, it's Washington you know yeah. and you can just you can feel the, the, and the, you're the in steam Bremerton. coming off of you and, yeah, and you can see it off of other people and it's just like you're like this herd of animals it's a wild feeling to be a part of it's amazing well
2: our merch guy Merle yeah. He has an amazing story. About Lollapalooza? About uh, Soundgarden and Tool. Oh. He missed like six hours of it, hmm. but he still hasn't paid any money yet, so he's not a sponsor. But so, we have tremendous swag. Yes, we do. We do
0: have a tremendous sponsor in Sign Dog. If you yes. ever need anything, you know, vinyl, uh, or if you need your car to be like, you know, He might might even wrap my um, entire hallway this week with
2: all of the Oregon boys sleeping. So he can do just about
0: anything. Like basically fat heads. Yes.
2: Wow.
1: So I'm going to throw one more at you. Jethro Tull. Whoa. So 1990, 91, I was really, really into Jethro Tull. And I went and saw them at. Not Key Arena, but it's Little Brother across the way at the Seattle Center. Um, The Seattle Center Arena, which is where, like, the Thunderbirds used to play. Smaller venue. And they opened up with Cross-Eyed Mary. And it was amazing. If you're not familiar with Cross-Eyed Mary, it starts out with a flute solo. And it's got kind of like a... Dude, he's so good. Oh, it's... Uh, Peter and the Wolf kind of vibe to oh, it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they had the stage was set up like a lounge, and their mm. lead singer, Ian Anderson, came out, and he's crazy and and just such a great front man, came out playing uh, the flute solo. And then that song, and there are probably a lot of people here who are not familiar with that song, but I'm it not, is such a kick-ass song.
0: I mean, this sounds like the scene from Anchorman where, where Will Ferrell was playing the jazz flute. Yes. Well, and last week with Southern
1: Rock, I, I think I mentioned that Marshall Tucker Band has the second greatest flutist
2: in rock. Fun. Jethro Tull, number one. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Oh, yes. Now,
0: they, Aqualung is kind of one of their famous ones. Aqualung. Okay. And well,
2: what's the one where it just goes, like, he really gets after it?
0: So, uh, Locomotive Breath. Yes.
2: Off the
1: same album. Uh, it was Aqualung, Cross-Eyed Mary on the same album. Wow. Jethro Tull, really, really I, I need to get in them a little bit more. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. You know, speaking of a band that I've gotten into real deep was back in college, I definitely loved The Darkness. And I've talked about The Darkness before. Um, probably it was mainly because my roommate, Kevin Schoenmakers um, from Ferndale, uh, got me into it. My One of my buddies, Pat Hopper, super into him as well. Just got married last weekend. Um, and we ended up getting to go to The Darkness. Probably would have been right before covid and if you haven't listened to The Darkness, their their most famous song is I Believe in a Thing Called Love. And their singer dealt with a lot of drug issues, but has finally made it to where he's able to perform and is doing well. And his energy, I mean, it looked like we were at an 80s show. He's wearing like a, a bodysuit leopard print thing with long flowing hair. He's got the sweatband. He He's just... He's all the energy you could ask for, like an amazing performer. So first of all, you're there. Like, that's, that's awesome. This is at the show box. But then that song in particular, like the highs that he hits in it are unreal on the recorded version. And so going into the show, you're kind of thinking there's no way this could ever live up to it. Like, I just hope it doesn't, it doesn't sound bad. That's what you're hoping for. and You'll be happy. But if anything, like it was better than the recorded version. Like, it was insane. Like, do you want to try to hit those highs right now, Morgie? So, <sighs> during our last break, Morgie <laughs> might have hit those highs. It was amazing. I'm
2: just thinking, like him and Cornell, right? Like when they go that high, they, they do things I mean, other people so can't. Like "Outshined" is the greatest song I've ever seen live. Oh yeah, by yeah. Cornell. Yeah, and then Temple the Dog with when he did "Times of Trouble." And didn't realize that that was after footsteps. Aren't you Pearl glad Gym. you went? Oh, and you know who else is not glad? Josh. He, I said, hey, you want to go? He's like, nope. And I'm like, he, and then he Cornell out. dies. Yeah, you know, and there's a lesson we learned there. Yeah, do it. So no uh, one more. It was Lollapalooza '95 at. Uh, the gorge. It was um, wait. Beastie what gorge? Boy, our gorge.
0: Lollapalooza at like in the, the gorge. gorge at George. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. Because you said Kitsap before. No. So, so it rotated between places. Yeah. Okay. So ninety two was in Bremerton. Uh, yeah. So and I had was... played a
2: baseball game there like two days before. Wow. Right there. So okay, ninety five. It was Green Day. There were like twelve bands. The Breeders can't. Um, and then it was uh, Beastie Boys and Smashing Pumpkins ended.
0: That is so good.
2: Oh, so like Smashing Pumpkins played Disarm uh, Acoustic. Oh, oh my, God. my goodness. And right before them was Beasties and Sabotage. Oh. And I'm literally on the stage. Oh, on the rail. Yes, on
0: the rail. Yeah. Oh. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm so jealous of... All the concerts uh, you guys have gotten to go to, like, I mean, and
1: still to go to. We've got Kiss in 31 days, according
2: to Google, and uh, oh, Dirty Honey, Dirty Honey. But hey, I mean, a couple more. So Portland, I got to see Seven Mary Three twice,
0: what is and that? I love
2: so. Uh, Cumbersome, seven, yeah. Seven Mary Three is a band they just named after uh, Chips. <laughs> The uh, TV the show? show, like okay. Eric Estrada and John Wilcox. Oh, nice! And so they're like Seven Mary Three, Seven Mary Four. So they're like a Southern rock kind of. Wow,
0: and you well, didn't even mention them last rock. time. Wow, I know, but they are kind
2: of a Southern yeah. rock. Okay. So, but uh I love Seven Mary Three. So we got to see them twice, and then one time I got to. Party with them backstage. Oh, oh. wow! Well, I, hey, no, I got, hey, I got a pic and an autograph poster. They got to party and, with you. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe secret podcast. We can talk about it. I'll be damned. But then Audio Slave came to Portland twice. I'm That'd super so envious good. of Audio Slave. Two of my favorites, Chris Cornell and Tom Morello. I am the Highway and Cochise. Uh, oh. twice And like two thousand people. And yeah. not like a place where you, you know, how you just the old school of like, gr- like you're just bumping into people. It was like everyone wants to watch.
0: Yeah. A little mature, m- yes. more mature listening audience. Oh,
1: God, it was amazing. And I got one more before we change the topic. And, yeah. and it's my man, the White Buffalo, uh, with the Whistler. And, <laughs> you know, I, I got into the White Buffalo through Sons of Anarchy. And one of the best scenes in that series was Clay getting his tattoos blackened. And they're playing the Whistler while they're blacking out Clay's tattoos. And that is such a great song. Yeah. and No, it is. It is amazing. And he is so good live. Yeah. He's he's amazing just how he can hit those notes. He's amazing. And the Whistler is probably his best song. Hmm. And to hear that live... With a bunch of bikers around. Oh. It, it was awesome.
0: Brock, you got another one? You know, that's going to be it for me. Um, I got a couple more. You got something, Dad? All right. Real quick. quick. Okay. Tool.
2: Oh, um, oh I've seen him five. And you're going to see what, one so, more so in a couple weeks. Uh, 46 and two uh-huh. in Lateralis. Um, Queens of the Stone Age just went. Uh, no one knows. ZZ Top. I've seen him three times. LaGrange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Black Rose. Oh, yeah. Remedy. Oh. And then Foo Fighters. Yeah.
0: What song from them?
2: Best of You and Everlong. Yeah. It just And you saw them at the Gorge. Yeah.
1: And they're coming to T-Mobile this summer.
2: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. August. Wow. Well, uh, what's coming next for us is that we're going to be talking about our beer of the week after this break. Our beer of the week is from El, Brewer- El Suenito Brewing. In Bellingham, Washington. Uh, we're gonna be talking about night shift IPA, and after that we'll be talking about our top three bars.
2: Yeah. So you can introduce
0: Welcome back to the, Beef the Rock Podcast. We are here at the Yellow Dog Studios, sponsored by Sign Dog, and we are about to talk about our beer of the week. Uh, our beer of the week, as I said previously before the break, is Night Shift IPA. Night Shift. Night Shift by El Suenito Brewing in Bellingham, Washington. It's on Humboldt Street. You know, when I went to Ooh. Western Washington University, I lived on Humboldt Street my senior year. One of the greatest years of my life. But I don't think it was quite the same Humboldt Street. I think Humboldt kind of runs throughout Bellingham. Um Jason, do you have something to tell us about the night show So IPA? we uh, came back from Queens of the Stone
2: Age. And Wednesday, Josh Johnston goes, hey, let's go to this brewery. They have the best homemade tamales and tacos. And I think they've been open seven, eight months. It was amazing. Like, it was so good. Hey, if Josh tells you to go somewhere... We go there. Go there. Yes. So, uh, we sat there. I had a different beer. Um, they they Their famous beer is like a Mexican locker. But they have a night shift IPA. So, we're going to
0: try it out. Are you going to tell us a little bit about what we should expect before we try this? Yep. So, uh,
2: IPA, 7.0 ABV. <laughs> Cashmere hops take center stage with a strong character of melon and tangerine in this West Coast-style IPA. So, this is not a Northeast hazy IPA. It's going to be more bitter. Okay. So lesser. So, the hops... Like, they're very specific about the hops. Lesser editions of Idaho 7, El Dorado, and Citra add complexity by imparting tropical fruit notes. And some light piney notes from the Idaho 7. Untapped, I looked it up. Four out of five, but only 109
0: check-ins. I mean, anything that's a four or above normally is really good. I know. Um, I would just like to say, really good job reading there, Jason. Thank you.
2: There wasn't anything I couldn't pronounce.
0: Mm. So I was a little bit worried when I heard that description because I don't really want melon normally in my beer. Um, it gives it an odd flavor to me. I don't like melon. But I really pick up on the... They say light pine. I pick up strong pine. I don't know. What do you think? I th- This is... I'd like this beer. I would say it's 100% a West Coast. They're they're right on with that. So when you say West Coast IPA, yeah. what do you mean by that? Piney resininess, like you should. Hopefully, you taste the pine flavor in there. If you were going Northeast, you would be getting that heavy citrus flavor. Often, mm-hmm. you're, it feels if you're getting the best of the Northeast in a hazy. You're almost saying this tastes like I'm drinking orange juice. So the best
2: Ooh. northeast, like you're talking northeast of the country. Yeah. New England. I'm sorry. I'm not drinking a orange juice hazy beer and thinking that's the best.
0: All right. Well... I'm, I'm a Northwest guy. I'm going to change your mind because uh, if you were to go there to... Oh, man. Now I can remember. Treehouse Brewing. Sam Adams? Tre- no. Treehouse Brewing is one of them. Um, they have... Some of the most amazing beers. Like, I've actually tried them, what a real New England is like, and the best of New England beers, and it is like a thick glass of pulpy orange juice. So, I used to be a subscriber to Tavour. Do you remember that?
1: Yes. Where I would get beers. Yes, I did too. We would get beers delivered to us every month. And And then we got in trouble. Correct. Because our wives saw the bill.
2: (laughs) You guys are legends. (laughs) Legends. (laughs)
1: Legends. <laughs> oh,
2: I mean, I remember we used to go and celebrate each other, like, oh my God, let's go. Here's yeah. the box. Yeah, we'd get and the box. And then
0: we'd just look at them. You, you know, you make me feel guilty considering I have no wife to be accountable to, and yet I don't do these things. Oh, uh, Rock, we need to set you up with Tabor. This is a, a woman, because or this is like a beer service.
2: Beer service, but okay. they're. S- like the beers that you would love. It's amazing. You can always get.
1: So, they, they, here's what, how it works you get an email almost every day with mm. a beautiful description of the beer. And all you do is
2: reply and say, like, sure. Yes, no. One bottle, please.
0: Zero or one? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, or just yes. One bottle or zero. And they have your credit card. And then, at the end of the month,
1: you think you've ordered two beers and you get a box of seventy <laughs> oh, yeah. it and was it, it was so fun. oh, it was, it a, was a great time it was it, fu- it, it, you know
0: what We flew too close to the sun with wings of wax. <laughs> you know what though that's maybe something we should use for our podcast, shouldn't we maybe <sighs> I mean, it's a really good excuse. I mean, I don't know if your wives listen to this podcast, but it might be a good excuse to say, you know. This is for the pod because I think they support the pod.
2: My wife doesn't listen, doesn't (laughs) care. So she can suck it (laughs) because she's not listening. Kelly, we
1: love you. (laughs) No, but it was was amazing. So, anyway, the reason I brought that up is they had a special one time on a New England IPA, and I bought like eight bottles. And? And they were 22 ounces. And it was great. They were phenomenal. I felt like Robert Frost drinking
2: them. Oh, it was fun. We had yeah. oh, we had so much fun with that. Do you
1: remember the time there was a snow day and I had yes. like six White Buffalo IPAs from oh. the
2: Anchorage Brewery? Yes. Oh, it was so fun. So, uh-huh.
0: hey, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Suanito Brewing Company's Night Shift IPA?
1: It it reminds me of the Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh. It well, really you does. just
1: you Have just you had, had one. one today. Yes.
0: <laughs> no. Mm. You didn't open that one. No, it does though. It, it's it's does. very, it's very. I, uh, I, I,
2: I, kinda, I, I like it.
0: I do too. So I mean, but I, I haven't have...
2: been drinking beer for forty days.
0: Well, I think that their description is actually pretty accurate because I definitely at first got the the pininess the the resininess, which a lot of the times uh, I don't feel like is very present, um, or is so overpowering that that's all you taste. But I almost feel like because. They tried to do this lighter. You get that flavor as like an accent to all the fruit flavors you get in yeah. it. And so you taste the fruit. I don't get the melon, thankfully. I uh, get the tangerine, though, that they're saying, which is fine. Um, and then there's like a, a an accent or a hint of like that pine flavor. Uh, it's good.
2: It's, so, I mean, anyone that's out there listening, you go to this brewery to get their... like. They have great beer. They have a Mexican lager. It's amazing. Um, How's the food? The food is amazing. Like, T- ho- like tamale- homemade tamales and then the tacos. Everything is good. Like, it's amazing.
1: It's El
0: Suenito? I don't know. Yep. Um, hey, so speaking of... I don't know if you consider the place we were just talking about, El Suenito, El Suenito Brewing... You wouldn't consider that a bar, would you? Wasn't a bar. No, more it's more of a, a brewery, right? It's a brewery. Yes. Well, we are about to talk about we are about to talk about our our top three bars. Um, this is kind of an exciting topic for me. When I when we first kind of talked about this, I felt like, do I really go to bars? I don't know if I do. You know, and I thought about that too, and I don't really like
1: I, I'll meet. I'll meet you guys for a beer every once in a while, but
0: not really. I don't really go to bars. Yeah, because like the the problem with bars is there's people there. Yes, (laughs) I don't like people. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I think you bring
1: that up, and I think it brings up a good point. You know, when you talk about bars, I think what makes a good bar a good bar is there's a culture to it. You know, there's some character, and it's emblematic of the community or or any number of things, but it's not about sitting there and drinking. No. It's it's about, you know,
2: this is a cool place that is kind of unique to that community. And showing up, maybe putting your name, like signing it somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere
0: you go. Yes. I mean, it, it's basically like the bar has a theme inherently, whether it's what the owner intended or it's just because of the clientele that ended up showing up there. And it's consistent to where you go there knowing exactly what to expect. Like, um, we're going to talk about our top three bars. And I would say that, I don't know if you guys have this in your top three bars or if we should even count it. But I'm ready to dig in with my number three. You guys ready?
2: I'm ready. You're going, number three.
0: Yeah. All right. Number three for me. I'm going to go with Hong Kong.
2: I'll be damned. That's a Whoa! great that is a great call. Yeah. Hey, by the way, that might be the number one bar next weekend. Yes.
0: For Oregon boys. Oh, they love the Hong Kong so Dude, much. what is keep I mean, talking? So the Hong Kong, it's dark. It's it's carpeted floors. It's it's just it's a Nash show. Which is fun, it, it, you know, and, and you go in there and you might, <laughs> ra- you might see people where you go, oh, that guy, which is kind of a, a fun characteristic to have. And one of the things that I really appreciate about them is that even though it's a Chinese restaurant in their bar, they're not like, it's like bar food, but it's with some Chinese flair to it. So one of my favorite things to do at this bar is. To just order the whole happy hour menu. Obviously, I couldn't do that by myself, but like with a few other guys, because you get the lumpia, which love me some lumpia. It's essentially like a what Thai, maybe Filipino, Filipino. Thank you. Um, egg roll, yep. but like way better. It's just yeah. like filled with meat. essentially. Oh, yeah. And then I think that the bar has the best wings in town the salt and pepper wings is the ones you go with and they they there's no salt and pepper but what what they are covered in is garlic and ch- and like green onions yeah and then they've got like the sauce you get to dip them in and it's next level like I, that's all i need cuz then you're going to get all your cheap beers you want there and what more could you ask for in hey, a bar hey you have screen wings the screen and cheap beer
2: for the Seahawks game
0: yeah
1: You know, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm sure Ruck doesn't, but you might, Jason. Uh, Back in the day of the Sonics, they had their own network. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Where you couldn't watch the games unless you subscribed to the Sonic channel. What? Yes. Yeah. So in the 90s, I'm not making this up, Ruck. I'm in shock. So in the 90s, the Hong Kong was at times the only place you could watch the Sonics. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great that's a great call on that. So oh. my number 3 and we put no parameters on this. I mean, we could have put number 3 in Anacortis or or top 3 in Anacortes, top 3 in Skagit County and we we put no parameters on it. My number 3 is Nampa, Idaho, Pete's Tavern. Um as many of you know, I went to a small Christian college and so my Buddies and me would have to be, because we were athletes, we would have to be fairly clandestine about where we would go have beers. And we'd go to Pete's Tavern, downtown Nampa, Idaho, super old bar, and we would just go there and good, clean fun. We'd have a couple pitchers of beer and play pool a couple nights a week. And you wouldn't get in trouble? Well, because nobody that (laughs) went to college would ever go to Pete's Tavern. And you know, you talk about like kind of how it fits into the culture of a community. There were always these three or four old guys sitting at the bar watching PBS every night. And they were the only guys in there. <laughs> We'd go in there and play pool, have a couple pictures of beer, and these guys would be sitting there watching PBS. And that that's what makes a great bar. Yes.
2: Is that kind of crap? Yep. So our cabin is Ponderé River. And we my dad used to do a bike group and we'd ride over and then go some places. So we decided one year we're like we're gonna ride to Northport. And it's about an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Amazing. So Cucks Tavern. Cucks? Yes. K U K. Is that Cuck? how you pronounce it? Is that it?
0: someone's last name, or what is that?
2: So I'm going to give you a little history. So maybe we can have like people find out what is the oldest bar in the state because there's like four or five that think. So I thought it was Toby's in Coopville. So what year? Maybe 1868. Oh, that might be even that might win. I might have just made that up. Or how about the brick and Rosalind? Well, so we don't know with that, but so I feel like we need North, to go on a couple so field trips. So Northport, Washington, it's right off the Columbia. Founded in 1889, the same year the town uh, was incorporated and Washington became a state. There was a there was a fire, massive fire in the town in 1914. Like the entire town almost burned down wow except for the bar so i went there with my dad and a couple guys on a on a bike tour from the cabin cucks cucks bar and uh there's pictures of the head coach for gonzaga bulldogs
1: we will not say his name because he there could be Gonzaga fans listening yes. to the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
2: So he loves it up there because it's good fishing. Yeah. He loves anywhere that's fishing. So the whole town burnt down, and then except for the bar, and they rebuilt the town a block up after 1914. But you guys have never been to Northport. Oh, definitely not. There's a teacher at the high
0: school that has. I think there's a teacher at the high school who grew up there, right? Yes. Mr. Barabald. Yeah, yeah. that's right. All right. So, Ruck, what's your number two? You know, this is kind of the, the difficult choice for me. In some ways, I almost feel like my number three could have been elevated to two. Um, but I spent a lot of time in Bellingham in my formative years. Oh, and, wow. and so I know my number one already is yeah. in Bellingham. My number two. I mean, I'm I'm deciding in this very moment between these two options. And I'm gonna have to go with the Beaver Inn. You ever Ooh, been to the Beaver?
1: I never have.
0: <sighs> the Beaver Inn um used to be on I believe it was State Street. And it was just this little hole in the wall. They had some games in there, but like, you know, real plush carpeting. Yeah. And it was a great place to get some, like, Long Island iced teas. Um, It, it just had a different vibe. Uh, now, I'm sorry. What? That's what
2: you would get? A Long Island iced tea?
1: It's a pretty good drink.
0: When you're in college? Yeah. Yeah. Either that or an AMF. You ever heard of an AMF? Nope. So there's a, there's basically this there's a lineage of drinks that all sort of form around this idea of you put three or four different shots of alcohol in a drink. And then there's a couple of them that are interchangeable and it ends up making different drinks. The long Island iced tea is one of those. The AMF is another one of those. And so you substitute, I forget what it is, but the AMF is blue and because it's got blue Curacao in it, it makes it blue And then the AMF or the Long Island iced tea instead has like Coca-Cola and something else in it. And so it makes it taste like iced tea. Anyways, um, they have a lot of alcohol in them. That's the reason why college kids order them. Um, But it was just, it was a place to go early in the night where you're just hanging out. It was chill. They had like lounge chairs in there, but a lot of uh, pinball machines, things like that. Um, It's just a good time, you know? You never wanted to be there too late at night, but it was a good place to start. So my number two, Mr. Morgenthaler, anchor in.
2: <sighs> oh, I thought about doing that. I, I should have. Yes. I regret Shout it. out to Jeff. Yep. Uh, secret podcast in December. I just think
1: if there is one place in Anacortes where you're going to go to, that is a bar.
2: Yes. That is the bar. In Anacortes. Yes. And then you look, you sit on the bar and you look at all the... Bumper bumpers. stickers. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Pull tabs, bumper stickers.
1: Yes.
0: It's... Question. Yes. I mean... I, I've yeah. never done a pull tab. Like, what is what is that? What is that like? So they have uh,
1: these <laughs> paper things that you pull. They are Tabs. And mm. it's, it's kind of like the paper version of a slot machine. And you, so this, the strategy, ostensibly, is that you look and they block out on the, on the outside of the pull tab machine. You can see how many people have won. So if you, go to a, if you see a container that has the big winners have not yet won,
2: then maybe your odds are good. So like and fifty cents a pull tab. That's yeah. how much they cost. Fifty cents.
0: So then, two questions. One is, like, what's the? Is there a max? Like that, you might win. It'll say no, right. On it'll say on there. Okay, okay. like so five hundred like Yeah. And so then, number two is, like, who's paying you out that money? Maybe the the bar. Yeah. So in other words, you're paying the bar the money. It's the money. St- it's
2: state. I think it's state run, like, state just like the state gaming
0: commission. But yeah. it's probably a pretty easy thing for bars to want to set up because I imagine if it's a self-contained thing with a certain number of pull tabs to get, they know they're going to make money off of it. There's like a slot machine. They're not yeah.
1: losing money. Absolutely. And then if you're sitting there playing pull tabs, you're drinking. So
2: uh, uh, I remember as soon as I turned 18, we went to the bowling alley. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we did pull tabs.
0: I remember that they used to have them. I, I don't remember seeing them at the the Anchor. It
2: is literally... No, this was at the bowling alley. It's slot machines, yeah. but it's paper. And 18 years old. Well, so you can't go to the Anchor at 18. No. But the bowling alley used to have them. Yeah.
0: I mean, gambling is like the only thing now that you can do when you turn 18.
2: Besides vote or go to war.
0: I was talking about things that are fun. Okay.
2: So <laughs> the Anchor, you know, Anchor, Yes. It's amazing, um, you know. I've had some fun at the uh, the brick. Yeah, is that your number two? My number two. Uh,
0: what is the brick?
2: It's in Roslyn. Oh, so outside of uh
0: i like going over the pass. Yeah,
2: that might be. Some people say that's the oldest bar in Washington, but I, I just I think it's not. It definitely has a spittoon. Whoa! And there's uh Man, is there like some people like have done bad things peed? Yeah. In the spittoon. and then they have their name blackballed. Yeah. That's what I've heard.
0: Why would it be a big deal to pee in the spittoon? It's full of like spit and but gross. That's
2: stuff. that wasn't what it was doing at the time. Like it wasn't a spittoon or like a pee place. So
1: there's like a little gully below the bar. I don't think it has running water anymore. Yeah, but but it did,
2: and it's a huge building. Mm. You've never been there.
0: Oh, I've never heard of it. I've never, never been to Roslyn.
2: Of, have you been to Cleon? I mean, on your way to, I, I think we have stopped on our way. You stopped it to get gas. And yeah, you may have gone to Safeway. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Yeah, and it's windy. Yeah, and ninety degrees. Uh, I mean, normally it's
1: pretty cold when I'm going over, but. So do yourself a favor and drive up to Roslyn and go to the brick. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's three it's miles. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it a huge building
0: in the middle of a teeny tiny little town. Hmm. Shocking. Um, we ready for our number ones? Oh, hey, I been... think everyone's going to roast him.
2: Why? I think because he's never, you've never been there.
0: Is that a big deal? It's also where
1: they film Northern Exposure. Do you know what that is? It's like a
2: soap opera, right? It was like a show, no, it's not a soap opera.
0: I don't know, something from the eighties, probably,
2: yeah, <laughs> no, it was nineties. I
1: don't know, so is our number one the same? yeah,
0: okay. What's your number one rock? My number one is the up and up, which doesn't even oh, exist anymore
1: that's that's a good number one.
0: The up and up in Bellingham, Washington was opened in nineteen thirty five um it recently, in the last like 20 years, had different owners, but I believe it closed in the last maybe seven years, uh, which is pretty sad. Um, my fond memories of that place were that yeah, they had a little outdoor place you could hang out, but indoors, before it got too late in the day, they had a couple pool tables you could play at. Next door, they had Rudy's Pizzeria, which you could order through a little window, and um, wasn't the best pizza, but when you're in an establishment uh playing some pool, already having some beer, it's nice to be able to just order some pizza. Uh but their probably biggest claim to fame was that they always had $2 pitchers. $2 pitchers of beer. And so, for the what most year what, what year was this? Would have been uh probably 2008 or 9. Wow. That's
2: yeah. That's amazing.
0: I I mean I th- I don't know what other beers you could get, but we just always got PBR. PBR, $2 pitchers. And it was like, you know, on a Friday, you'd get done with all your classes. You'd head down there about seven if you wanted to get some pool without being bothered. And you'd start with some pitchers. Yeah. And it was
2: just, I mean, Bellingham sounds like an an amazing college town. It It was. Like, it's a little, like, I was a small, small town.
0: The, now the thing I would say is that it seems like it's got a little more bougie now. It's oh, yeah. so brewery based, yeah. less less tavern oh, y yeah. bar kinda. Back in the day, you know, it was up and up, it Black was Black Cat the Black Cat. It was caps, it was the green frog. Oh, it was all green these frog. different taverns and bars yeah. that you could just rotate through. And it's it's not quite like that yeah. anymore. So my number one,
2: Mr. Morgenthaler. <sighs> it's amazing. It's a it's the greatest place on earth
1: and it doesn't exist anymore. Yep. The harbor never been well, you wouldn't you were 9 when it closed probably. So it is where Island Cafe is right now.
2: And in the back. And so by day you get yourself a good breakfast and then there would be like old timers sitting there having coffee. Yeah.
0: And yep. This is different from the hatch cover,
2: correct? The hatch
1: cover is where Secret Cove is now. Oh, okay, yeah. By day, breakfast joint. By night, the seediest bar ever.
0: Worse than the Red Line.
2: Oh no,
0: not exponentially,
2: but just better in terms of just the the uh, like just the town. Yes, embodied. The anchor, like the harbor. The harbor was the heart. Like fishing, uh, you were a logger. Like just, it was just a blue collar. When you were
1: twenty-one, it was like, oh my god! Do you want to? Can I go there? Into the harbor?
2: Or am I not? Like, am I gonna get beat up? Can we go in here? Or was the
0: anchor not around at that moment? No, it was.
2: The harbor was like.
1: The anchor on steroids. Wow. Yeah. And
2: I mean, it was. It was amazing. Yes. Less humble. Oh, I took my wife to the harbor. I'm, I'm amazed that it was. How long has it been closed? I think I took her there in like 2002. And we went to like the Brown, then the Watertown. The Watertown was on my 3G list. Yes. I mean, and then it changed the H2O. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you would go to the harbor because they would have their clocks an hour changed. It was, they didn't follow rules. Really? Yes. So they wouldn't
0: close at like
2: <laughs> 1 no, they, o'clock? They, so one forty-five. you went to the harbor. Bar
1: time. <laughs> and bar time what? was bar time, and then the harbor was harbor time, and then they
2: had one bathroom. Oh, <laughs> yes, so it was anyway, like you har- know,
1: always reminded me. And Ruck, I'm sure you haven't seen this. So, morning. hey, here's here's the deal.
2: The, here's what it is. Yeah, it's Copland. Yes, like but, hey, Matt hey, Ivy says, he goes, "You live in Copland," and. Did, it was. Did you ever see the movie Barfly with Mickey
1: Rourke? I felt like the harbor was the bar
2: from Barfly with Mickey Rourke.
0: Yeah, no, I've never seen that. Never heard of it. Oh,
2: she went to the harbor one night. She's like, This is like really weird. It was kind of scary, but it was fun. It was awesome. But I mean, there's still a market
0: for that kind of a place.
1: Yes. I think Barfly was based on the works of the poet Charles Bukowski. I could be making that up.
0: Well, since no one here knows who that is, we aren't going to call you out on that one. I'm going to Google it real quick before we get off the air. Yeah, fair enough. You know, it is a place that I've heard quite a reputation about for a long time. Um, It was always that. It was the Harbor, the Red Line, and the Anchor. Those were like the... The holy trinity of bars where you might might lose lose something. The red line it, the red or, line was a good bar. It was. Yeah. It was scary too though, right?
1: Uh, it wasn't not, you scary know, for us. It, it wasn't as scary as the harbor. When I was twenty one, I thought if I went into the harbor I might lose a kidney.
0: Because I've heard stories about the red line where like people were stored in the back freezer. That might be something for the secret podcast. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh. Well, there's a lot of stuff in our town that's
1: crazy. Can confirm, Barfly was based on the works of Charles Bukowski.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. Uh.
2: Well, I don't, I don't know I, how that came to me. I, and
0: I can't spell that.
1: Mickey Rourke, though. Did you ever see the wrestler? Yes. That was a great movie. Yes. He was phenomenal.
0: Well, I think it's about that time. Um, any final comments before we move it on?
1: Well, I think we're going to do this again next week. Hey, and it might involve the Oregon Next week is going to be amazing. Yeah.
2: Uh, we have some friends coming from Oregon. Oregon, anyone that's an Oregon Duck fan, uh, Jonathan Richards, John Richards, can suck it. Oregon hey, sucks. Hey, John Richards is the only Duck fan I like. I know. <sighs> Man. We're going to have some fun. And maybe it might be out there. It might not, but it's going to be amazing.
0: You know, I can't wait. Um, this has been a, uh, another episode of view from the rock podcast. Uh, don't forget that you can find, uh, all of our episodes on YouTube, uh, Spotify, um, or anywhere else that your podcasts can be found like Apple music Uh, Until next time, um, stay safe.